the line. The second half, the ball comes back to Stewart. They float across the line. It comes to Linda. Back inside it comes the lines. He's away from one tackle. Then the ball back to Stewart. They've got an overlap. Stewart's gone straight through. He comes to halfway. Where are the wingers? He's up over halfway. He's looking for Eddie Howard. He's still going, Stewart. He gave it to Maninga. Hello and welcome to the All Things Rugby League Podcast. I am your host, Big Les. Now, what a round of footy we just experienced, guys. That was huge. Roosters versus Manly, Penrith versus Para, huge week of football, huge games. I mean, I was just left uh, on my toes, to be honest. I absolutely loved this week of Rugby League. I've done an analysis of both games. Obviously, the Penrith Para one is a bit longer, um, just because it was just such a clutch game. It was such a huge game. One of the most grittiest games I think I've ever seen, if that's even a word. Uh, definitely one of the most, uh, one of probably the game of the year, to be honest, the game of the season for sure. I don't know what you guys think about that one, but I totally agree with uh, the page I saw it on. I think it was uh, the Short Ball Podcasts page uh, and Fox League questioning whether it was the game of the year. I totally, totally think it was the game of the year for sure. Such a huge game for both teams. Obviously, Penrith comes on top, but we'll talk about that later. Firstly, let's start off with the Roosters versus Manly. Absolutely huge game here for the Roosters to win, especially wanting to send off uh, the likes of Josh Morris and Isaac Liu on a good note. So let's get started. The Roosters start off really well with a great first attacking set. A few tackles, and after a few penalties, Manly begin to gain momentum, and the game is decided from there. So as I said, just a few errors from the Roosters, a few knock-ons and and such, uh, a few penalties that were given that personally I don't 100% agree with, really decided the game there for the Sydney Roosters. Really unfortunate way to end it and a really unfortunate way to send off Josh Morris. Um, Although the ending was written in stone, 65 minutes in sees the Roosters still playing with plenty of intent, especially since it is their last game of the season. The Roosters really came out to play. They played so well considering they were versing a Manly team that was just on fire and coming in to prove themselves after the week before, um, where the Melbourne Storm just shut them down. I mean, hats off to Manly just for that huge effort there. There was a couple of calls that were quite questionable in that game, but in the end, as I said, the game is written in stone. Manly have won it. Can't really argue with that there. Um, The Roosters have had one of the best seasons in terms of overcoming adversities in the form of injuries and still managed to make their way to the top eight through the work of James Tedesco. I mean, James Tedesco, what a huge year. Obviously, captaining the club, basically taking the Roosters from a side that shouldn't have even made the eight, let alone the the top ten, due to their injuries such as Keary, uh, Lindsay Collins, the list goes on, but they had plenty of injuries that fans just writ- wrote them off, to be honest, said that the Roosters definitely couldn't win or let alone be in the top four. They got close to it. The Roosters, I mean, what an effort from them. 
Probably one of the best seasons I've seen from the Roosters just in terms of playing with a nearly a reserve grade squad. Most of those guys wouldn't have even played first grade if it wasn't for the injuries such as Kiri and, the, and, the, and, so, and so on. I mean, well, there's really no words for it. James Tedesco, what a player. What a player. He should be really proud of himself this season. Shouldn't really blame himself for that game. Uh, I honestly saw Manly winning that one anyway. But look, the Roosters put in a huge effort and I wouldn't have been surprised if they had turned it on and won that game. But yeah, just a few unlucky penalties and a few unlucky errors and it really wrote the game in stone for the Manly Seagulls to get the win. An example of their efforts was a try from Saab 70 minutes in. Now Saab is basically away. He is away. There is no way anyone is catching this guy. Fastest guy in the comp, probably. Um, up, definitely up there. If he's not the fastest, he's definitely up there with Addo Carr and um, Habiso, Tabby Waifado, and the likes of those guys. But 70 minutes in, Saab is running down the fields. He's literally looking at the fans and waving them on before he grounds this ball. And then you see Isaac Liu chasing him with his life in, like, with, oh, there's no words to describe it. The amount of intent uh, from a guy that's leaving the club to go through the Titans next year, I mean, that really just shows the loyalty he has for the Roosters, and it really shows the mentality that that club bestows, not that club, and each player that club has really liked that effort and intent there from Isaac Liu really actually shows the standard that the club has in terms of effort um, and that the and the standard that Trent Robinson has laid and the foundation of that club. So really good effort from the Roosters. Isaac Liu chases Saab the whole way. And this is a front rower who has played nearly his whole this whole game. He's pretty much played the whole game. I mean, that is there's no words for that. That is, as I said, Great worth ef- work ethic, um, and yeah, great effort from the Roosters all game, and a great effort by the Roosters this season. The score in the end ended up being forty-two to six. The try scorers from the Manly Seagulls was Tom Trevojevic, Kieran Foran, Daly Cherry Evans, Morgan Harper, Tom Trevojevic again, Dylan Walker, and then obviously the Jason Saab try in the seventieth minute. For the Roosters, Matt Ikevalu did score. Um, he ends up scoring every time he's in the side. This guy, Matt Ikevalu, I think he's really underrated. Obviously, he does. He has a few errors in his game, but take those out. He's a really quality winger. Obviously, getting close to the end of his career, actually. I think he's about 30 uh, in his early 30s. Uh, I think someone needs to poach this guy because... I don't think he'll be playing much first grade, to be honest. I hope he does, but it doesn't look likely. Ruben Garrick had a perfect night with the boot, kicking 7 of 7 conversions while the Roosters missed their one, but got a penalty goal through Adam Kieran. Best stats. So Tom Trevojevic got two tries, one try assist, three line breaks, and 10 tackle breaks. Great effort from Tom Trevojevic, and he just looked lively that whole game. Really coming out to prove himself in that one. Really like watching Tom Trevojevic, and I think he's probably definitely one of the best players in the comp at the moment. 
Jason Saab, one try, one try assist, one line break and 151 meters. Great effort from Jason Saab. And Jake Trevojevic, one line break, one line break assist, 30 tackles and 119 meters. Great effort from Jake Trevojevic. The game on Saturday night, just before the Penrith and Parra game kicked off, Australia and uh, South Africa. This was the Union World Cup, by the way. The score for that one ended up being 30-17. to 17. It was a really great game by the Wallabies. Really great effort. And Gwade Cooper even looked good, depending, like, considering it wasn't his best game. Sorry. Uh, that way we've seen Gwade Cooper play. He still played really well. A guy I want to mention here is Reese Hodge. He was unreal. His defense was on point. His kicking game, I don't think I've seen anything like it. He'd be really good in the NRL. I'm telling you that for free. Uh, and then after that was obviously the All Blacks versus Argentina. The score ended up being 36-13. It was sort of a blowout first half. I'm not actually sure what the score was, but a really great game from Argentina and New Zealand there. And then Penrith versus Para. This was probably the, one of the most stressful games I think I've ever seen. I was just left out of my seat the whole game, holding my breath, waiting to see what would happen next. Let's get started with this one. Paris started off with a great kicking game from Moses, putting Penrith on the back foot. Five minutes in, it's an even contest from both teams. Six minutes in, Penrith do what Pe- Penrith do Penrith things and turn on the gas, but Parra end up saving two tries, one being a Dylan Brown tackle on Nathan Cleary, and another being on Burton out wide. Now, Dylan Brown, special mention to this guy. His defense is def- on point pretty much every week. I said it in another podcast. He's one of the most... Def- he's probably the best defensive half in the comp at the moment. He's not that razzle-dazzle half that you usually see run the park. He's more of that really gritty defensive half. And he usually averages about 15 tackles a game, I think. And for a halfback, that's huge. He usually gets more than that too. But as I said, for a 5'8 halfback, that is just unbelievable. Off That blew me away, to be honest. And I really love watching Dylan Brown play. I think he's a solid player. Absolutely solid player. And I can't wait to see his future in the NRL. And the one with Burton out wide was pretty much just after Dylan Brown was saved. It was basically two saves in a row. I'm pretty sure it was on Blake Ferguson's side. Uh, and they just held Matt Burton out, which was a really great effort by the Parramatta Eels uh, back line. Forward battle was well and truly on to start this game. Para have possession and a captain's challenge nine minutes in sustains that. It was a huge call to get this captain's challenge in. And I th- think that Parramatta really started off this game on top for sure, really rattling the Penrith Panthers here. Para have possession, oh, I've already read that bit, off the back of this, a beautiful kick by Moses sees Para score their first try through Wonga Blake. I mean, Mitchell Moses, uh, uh, I'll hear all the criticism and all the shit you guys talk about this guy. I think he's one of the best halfbacks in the comp, just behind the likes of Nathan Cleary and Anna Reynolds. I think this guy is definitely one of the best. Oh, seriously, his kicking game each week is consistent. 
I love watching him play. And I think people forget he played that Origin series with a broken back. I'd love to see one of you guys go and play a game of rugby league, let alone an Origin game with a broken back. Come back to me and tell me how that goes for you. This guy is unbelievable, Mitchell Moses. And I'm, uh, yeah, I love watching him play. Penrith then strike back with a try of their own off a Cleary kick. So Cleary obviously sets up one of the um, one of the players for a try here. App uh, just huge. Uh, yeah, Kurt, Kurt, he sets up Kurt Catewell with one of his kicks. Um, really, really good by Nathan Cleary. I think he's, he's definitely the best halfback in the competition at the moment. Really solid performance from him, but we'll get to that later. Forward pass denies Wonga Blake a double, and instead he ends up going off for a HIA. Um, really unlucky for him there. He does pass it and come back on, though. For the past 28 minutes, Parramatta have been putting pressure on Penrith, and if they do this against Melbourne, they are bound to beat them for the third time this season in order to get into the grand final. Obviously, that isn't meant to be. Parramatta didn't, did end up losing. I did write this while watching the game, so it's a bit um, from then. Uh, I should have edited it, but there you go. Um, Hayes Dunstow with a sideline kick with no room gets a repeat set. Hats off to Hayes Dunstar. I think he's definitely one of the best rookie wingers I've seen come through that Parramatta system. He's fantastic, Hayes Dunstar. And the things that I've seen him do, the kicks that I've seen him pull off, I mean, he's just so fantastic and just solid across the park. He's definitely a really talented player, and I can't wait to see what's next for Hayes Dunstar in his long and prosperous career. I'm not even sure if that's a word. I am just thinking off the top of the cap. Um, two repeat sets in a row, forcing Penrith to defend heaps. Great effort there by Paramount. I'm going to say it a million times in this podcast, their effort out there was just sublime. Just sublime. Five minutes before the half, before half time, Penrith and Para amp up the grit in defense and attack. It was really one of the most just intense games I think I've ever seen. Um, it's definitely up there with those intense origin games, in my opinion. It was really, really solid. Uh, both both teams were aiming up in defense and just not taking a backward step in attack. The contest in, is well and truly even. Moses' kicking game was on fire. The score at halftime is 8-6 um, because... The Penrith Panthers got a penalty just before halftime, uh, or right on halftime, I should say, and Cleary kicks the penalty goal. Panthers are gaining plenty of momentum in the second half, and the game starts to turn Panthers' way 15 to 20 minutes into the second half, although Paris still looks solid in defense and attack. Uh, Penrith started to do what Penrith does, and they sort of got into that groove, but... Parramatta really stood up to them, and I think, it, as I said, it was just one of the most solid games I've ever seen, um, and, and no one is going to change my mind about that one. It was just one of the best games I think I've seen in a while. Moses' kicking game is still great, but so is Cleary's. It was really a kicking game out there. Really, uh, it was a kicking game, but it was also a 
more of a, a fight as well in attack and defense from the forwards as well. Really a forward battle. Definitely really good game considering it is the Battle of the West. Penrith, uh, hold on. Moses puts a huge kick uh, hit on Edwards. Um, Mitchell Moses putting a huge hit on Dylan Edwards in that one. Uh, as I said, that just solidifies that he, he is just one of the best halfbacks in the game for sure. As I said, under those um, Nathan Cleary's and your Adam Reynolds, he's definitely up there. Uh, Penrith throwing everything at the Eels, but the Eels haven't stood down once. Huge set of six by Para, 68 minutes in. So, um, oh, penalties back and forth and back and forth. Um, you've got Para and Penrith really, really standing up because they know what they're playing for. And I think Penrith knew that Parramatta were on a roll and could definitely take this game away from them. So both teams stood up and it was a huge set of six, about 68 minutes in. Wasted their set after a great defensive set. So I think it was Ray Stone uh, who threw a bit of a wonky pass out of dummy half. Um, and it ended up costing Parramatta a great possession. Um, no tries since the 16th minute. So there was no tries or anything after 16 minutes in other than the penalty goal before half time. Um, Penrith come away with a win. So I've got to talk about this one. Just before the end of the game, you've got Junior Paulo who takes a massive hit up. The ball then goes to, I think it was Regan Campbell-Gillard. And Regan Campbell-Gillard pretty much nearly scores. Oh, actually, it was Isaiah Papali'i. Isaiah Papali'i nearly scores. Parramatta are ready to spread it out wide. Uh, and Junior Paulo is that decoy runner. You can definitely see that it's on out wide. And, and if they spread it out wide, uh, Parra would have definitely scored. Uh, Ray Stone passes it to the decoy runner. Being Junior Paulo. Unfortunately, Junior Paulo knocks it on. And, well, there you go. Penrith won the game. Para deserved to win that game. But, as I said, the knock-on by Paulo pretty much decided the game. But it was probably the best game of the season. Great game by both teams. The score in the end stayed at 8-6. Try scorers are Kurt Catewell and Wonga Blake. All conversions kicked, one each from Cleary and from Moses, and obviously the penalty goal from Cleary as well. Best stats here, I've got Nathan Cleary, one try assist, four tackle breaks, 125 run meters, and 811 kick meters. James Fisher-Harris, one offload, 11 hit-ups, 49 tackles, and 105 meters. Huge effort from him. Kurt Capewell, four tackle breaks, eight hit-ups, 46 tackles, and 59 run meters. Still a good effort there from Kurt Capewell. I mean, 46 tackles. That is huge. Tavita Pangai Jr., he was only on for a short stint, so remember, uh, he was probably on for about, I'd say, half an hour, give or take. Uh, he got 16 hit-ups, three offloads, 20, 24 tackles, and 137 run meters. So that's huge there for Tavita Pangai Jr., Mitchell Moses, 15 runs, two tackle breaks, one try assist, and 703 kick meters. So 
As I said, great kicking games from both halves here, being Mitchell Moses and Nathan Cleary. Regan Campbell-Gillard, 17 runs, two tackle breaks, 35 tackles and 151 run meters. And then you've got Junior Paulo here with 19 runs, six tackle breaks, 37 tackles and 151 run meters. So you can definitely see it was a uh, forwards game. Now, there's going to be an investigation into this for sure. I just want to talk about this one. So I think it was about 70 minutes in. And this is just before a really good set of six um, from the Parramatta Eels. Mitch Kenny comes off with a, the ankle injury, obviously. And the Panthers have no interchanges left at all. They've used up all their interchanges. Uh, they get a free interchange, unexplained, and Vita Pangai Jr. comes on. Really, really confusing one here. I was just baffled um, when Vita Pangai Jr. came on. I don't know why this happened. Um, really odd one for me, to be honest. I, yeah, I just was really confused. If anyone knows uh, how the Panthers got that free interchange, feel free to text me in the DMs on Instagram, all things rugby league pod. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm just confused. Anyway, moving on next week, uh, we'll have Souths and Manly and then Panthers and Storm. Two huge games. I can't wait for those two. Just some quick updates here from the NRL. Josh Adokar has confirmed he will be right to return from his hamstring injury for Saturday night's preliminary final on Saturday against the Panthers. So that's huge for Josh Adokar. And Penrith will sweat on scan results from Viliami Kickout and Mitch Kenny after suffering ankle injuries in Saturday's thrilling win over Parramatta with Kenny's season feared to be over, obviously with that ankle injury he walked off with. Um, and also, good, new, good news for the Panthers, some good from the bad. Brian Toto is going to be okay to return next week, uh, but that's pretty much 50-50. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed that one. Um, Loved this round of footy, finals round two. Can't wait for finals round three. Recommend this podcast to a friend, and I'll see you guys in the next one.